Welcome to Office 365 Distilled. A podcast about Office 365 and a single malt. Well, Moran, welcome back. Episode 18. It just keeps on coming. Nice. Cool, blimey. Episode blimey. 18. <laughs> Oh, that was interesting yeah. that you picked up on all those English colloquialisms in the last couple of episodes. Colloquialisms, yeah, yeah, but that was fun. That was fun. This this way, I'm yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely learning something new every time that I'm here. But yeah, these these are these are just just fun. Expanding your English language by now saying "cool blimey, blimey, yeah, blimey," the act of surprise. And yeah. now it's written right across your tits on a T-shirt. Yeah. My gift from a holiday in the UK last week. I couldn't Thank resist it. Thank you so much. Actually, yeah. it was it was pretty cool because uh, uh, one of my daughters ended up in hospital with appendicitis, so they ended up staying at home two or three days. So Sarah and I ended up in the, in London, and we went to the Churchill's War Rooms. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that is that in the Whitehall? Yeah, it's in, it's in yeah, Whitehall. Yeah, yeah. It was actually a couple of funny stories. Uh, we went there the kind of first night, and there was a queue hanging out the door, and uh, there was a, a a lady from the museum there, and I'm going, okay, look, we haven't booked tickets. I've just tried to book tickets online. Can we kind of get in? Do we, whatever. She went, no, mm-hmm. no, you can queue. Uh, but it did be about an hour, and I'm going, yeah, I'm getting hungry. But I says, uh, but, but you know, what are you doing at 7 o'clock? Because if we're going for dinner and you're finished, you can come and have dinner with us. So she looked at me and went, this is this guy you know and sarah knows me well so i said well all right if you can't come for dinner with me then uh can we come back like at nine thirty in the morning and just buy a ticket and mm-hmm. she went yeah yeah people will queue here nine thirty in the morning that's good all right well i'll be in the restaurant at eight then i just walked away and it was a laugh and a giggle we queued yeah. up in the morning mm-hmm. and uh we had to wait a little hour we had full of americans around as all the tourists which was great oh, fun. these americans yeah uh americans love uh english kind of stuff and of course the lady was was there the as well? The queue and I went, oh. I waited until nine o'clock last night. She looked and went, oh, it's you. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, brilliant. You know, I was well placed in there. But, but it's pretty neat. This, this, uh, there was, I've been there before. My, my dad wanted to go 20 odd years ago. And it's the actual rooms that Churchill managed the, uh, the occupation. Well, not the occupation, of course, no, but the, the Battle liberation. of Britain and the, yeah. and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And, uh, and it's very well done. But they also have a whole museum on Winston Churchill as well, which mm. is really all modern. And I had one of the best projections ever, projections ever. And it was a long table down the middle of the room. It must have been about 10 or 15 meters long. Okay. And it was projected on by about 10 projectors. Yeah. yeah. It was all touch stuff. So when you touched okay. an item, these files slid open. And then you could choose a date, and you got to see all the letters he'd wrote around that period of time. Oh, that is pretty cool. It was. It was yeah. it, one of the best impressions I've seen. It was pretty cool. You know, cool. If, if I would open up a Winston Churchill Museum, I would definitely put in a big cigar bar. <laughs> yes, that's true. I never thought about yeah. that. I actually have to look up what kind of cigars he smoked. Uh, I think there's still one or two there, but yes. Yeah, uh, no. no it's probably, I can probably look that up somewhere on yeah. the interwebs. So, so that was good, and yeah. uh, and I picked up a, a great whiskey when I was sort of picking up the shopping. I already got a, a little taste of that. Uh, taste uh, from Belvini, yeah. double that wood. was 
very good. It was. I drank the twelve-year-old when I was in Shanghai last year, or year mm-hmm. before, mind you. It was, it was the year before when I did the uh, the, the champion uh, yeah, stuff. Two, two weeks, yeah, that's uh, two two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and there was this this seventeen-year-old on the shelf of a supermarket. And uh, <laughs> I, I love that. Why not? It'll just go on the shopping. One bill. of those crazy finds that you can do sometimes. Exactly. Ah, oh, brilliant. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was neat. So that was uh, the Belvini. Uh, all right. So episode 18, we want to yep. try and touch on... Back to business, yes. Yeah, back to yes. business. Uh, Enough war stories. Yeah, Anna Chu was with us in uh, 17. Yeah, yeah. And she's had a great successful time. Yeah, I I think so, yeah. I think they, I they actually they actually pushed back the deadline uh, a week uh, further, so until the eleventh. So I, d- I don't know why that was. Yeah, because I saw a tweet the other day where um, she was saying that they've got over they've got over a thousand um, present uh, request presentations entries. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, because people were saying, "Oh, can I go back and edit it?" And no, uh, you can't. No, we don't have it time. It said very clearly, this is final. You know drafting, so... You know oh, drafting. Yeah. It's done. It's no. done. It's done. It's done. No. Yeah, so she was saying they got to work through it. So that was quite good. Uh, mm. So that was pretty neat. And I don't want to be in her shoes right now to go through all these submissions and... Wow. I wonder if she has a has a system for that. Would she use SharePoint or something to... Put all those in and then say, okay, this is a maybe, this is a yes, this is a no, this is a hard yes, maybe, and this is a no, maybe, or I I don't know. Well, in the conversation we had with her, I think a lot of of her decisions are how she feels about things and whether it, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, gives her a lot of enthusiasm, gives her a zing. So my guess is she probably has a particular area that she goes read and... Yeah. And see where we go. Oh, we have oh, the, the, so many questions come up. So we really need to get her again in a few months, uh, I guess, because I, I really now I want to ask like, does she have a like a special time for that? Does she do that in the morning when she's still at home, just with her tablet, whatever, while she's brushing her teeth, and then just looking at okay, what gives me little bumblebees in my stomach okay these are the things that i want to do or is that just when she comes to the office at nine o'clock and just sits there and goes yes no, no yes, yes no. no yes drinking her nitro cold brew yes <laughs> <laughs> i tried to get you someone i was in london last week but by the time i remembered to think about going into no, starbucks don't worry cart, don't worry no no, don't no, worry. no it would have been fun to turn yeah. here and give you a cold brew that is yeah that would have been funny and you've but, got a funny yeah. whiskey to taste today i do it's a special one yeah a special mm-hmm. one. He won't mm-hmm. tell me which distillery it's from. Nope. No, nope. he keeps nope. telling me that uh, he doesn't know, but it's I don't believe secret. it. So I, I keep gonna. It's it's Lagavulin, isn't it? It's gonna come from Lagavulin. No. No. Well, it could be. Could be. It could be. It could be. I don't mm. think so. It doesn't give me a Lagavulin vibe. It doesn't so. give you Lagavulin vibe. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's talk more about that one. So, um, we both submitted some things for uh, Ignite. We did. I'm gonna be there anyway. Yeah, well, well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I did. I I really quite like the idea of getting into the uh, unconference sessions. In fact, I had to look yes. them up because yeah. they're a trend, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's right up my street. It you know, a yes. fully interactive, relaxed yeah, environment. Yeah, everything that goes against the hairs is something up your street. Absolutely yes. right. Yeah. So uh, yes, I wanted to um, to find out people's ideas. Uh, on governance, as I always do, uh, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. how 
know, yeah, I still I still remember two years that? ago when we were trying to set up our uh, that that little company that oh, we bloom, had bloom, our bloom. Uh, ideas of. That we we also spend lots of time talking to people and 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 trying to validate our idea. True. So yeah, I think this is this is what you do uh, by default. Yep. And like so. good entrepreneurs, we were just ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd Absolutely. be multi billionaires by now. Oh, oh. Oh well. <laughs> Maybe next week. Maybe next week. So I did. I did some on governance yeah. and and I did some on uh, on agile. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yes, agile. Yeah. Because I'm really. Because in- I I really think that agile is is not even. It's it's so unrepresented in the whole uh, Office three six five space. Well, I think it's interesting because it comes from a software industry. So where you're doing dev work in things like SharePoint or mm-hmm. on Teams, or, and of course, a lot of SDKs around, so you can actually do that. Yeah. Especially with the graph stuff now. I keep seeing posts from people going, how to use graph to change your permissions on X and Y and there stuff. There's so many cool yeah. things that you can do. Yeah. So I think it has a good fit there. But the thing you always have to try and deal with is that most SharePoint teams and most kind of Office 365 teams that are building it or putting it together, mm-hmm. they also have a run program, a support program. They get tickets in from ServiceNow or something. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, when you're trying to work out what do you want to do for a week in that particular sprint, you mm-hmm. can suddenly get completely thrown out the way. And I've been grappling with this for a while. So I really thought a good unconference session with other people in the same space that a want to understand it, and then when they mm-hmm. get to get some understanding from other people, um, that they can then go, okay, how can I apply that to what? I, hey guys, this is what I think, and yeah. I and this I, is how I, we how we do things here, and this worked, and this is what we yeah. tried, and that didn't work. Hmm. I thought it'd be fun, and what I intend on doing is creating an ideas wall, and uh, so mm-hmm. then we can just plaster all the thoughts and ideas on the wall, and everybody gets to take photographs of it. And I also thought I'd set up a and the name's gone out of my head. The new Microsoft Killer Wiggy 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 thing image. Kazala. Kazala. Yeah. That's oh, what right. I was thinking of. I'm glad you mm-hmm. could decipher my. Uh, mm-hmm. my my brain there yes yeah, so i thought i'd set up a casala group afterwards so the conversations then could carry on very okay. unconferency i thought that is pretty so that's I, a pretty I, cool idea i yeah. enjoyed that oh, yeah and and then i did the diversity in tech one but that's a little too personal so i don't want to get into that too much bullshit <laughs> it is honestly blimey blimey oh cool blimey <laughs> no i i was thinking would i ever be an it director again and i decided no mm-hmm. i'm too old and i'm going hey just a minute why yeah but yeah. but it's true isn't it you know we touched on it when we did communication strategy if you remember about mm-hmm. different communications team and it would be the age of the team and all that kind of stuff but i i don't know having had a break away from it whether i would be considered again for because of my age and also i'm in an environment where there are, are a relatively elderly population in in the it team yeah. But they use old systems. They still use a lot of mainframes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you tend the to get cabal, uh, tags, and stuff. you know, with, oh, that's the mainframe guy. Yeah, yeah. So as I was thinking through this, I was thinking, okay, there has to be a scenario. So do you also, when you're interviewing people, you're a 30-year-old manager and a 50-year-old guy walks in because, you know, he's clever enough not to have put it on his CV because many countries you don't need to. Is there a first decision made when they walk through the door and, like and we we can't we only can keep this guy for maximum five yeah. years before he goes into retirement maybe he falls and breaks his hip and <laughs> nah, forget uh, stuff 
And do I you have know. to accommodate people that are older? Do you actually take their experience and accept that they forget things all the time? Because, you know, my memory is terrible. But then again, my memory has been terrible for 30 years. So do you associate that with those kinds of... Anyway, oh, but that's yeah, where I was going. Yeah, there are so many politically incorrect things that I can reply right now. I know. <laughs> so, but it's no. true, isn't it? But it, was no, just it is true. It is true, yeah. But it struck me that, you know, the diversity stuff is tends to be about, you know, women in technology and uh, third world countries and mm-hmm. Indian development and yeah. all that kind of stuff and, and that diversity, which is brilliant in the team. I mean, I... I have multinational people in the teams that I work with in the multi, and I, of course I live in Belgium, mm-hmm. so most people are foreigners around me. <laughs> oh no, I'm the foreigner. Yeah, I'm the foreigner. So they're the sessions that I put together. So what did you put in? Uh, I put in three uh, short, uh, twenty minutes uh, sessions. Uh, so for the past year and a half, more or less, I've been speaking about uh, the whole uh, teams etiquette uh, thing, and I was thinking of really drilling down on uh, a few of those elements like uh, I proposed uh, a session around 20 minutes around the whole uh, etiquette thing around teams conversations and one about uh, teams uh, meetings because I think for both of them uh, there can be so much improvement made so both for how we work or how we talk to each other in in the conversation uh, pain or how, how we just communicate with each other within a team and also how we have uh, online uh, meetings. I started to put together the session that I'm doing in um, Prague uh, after the summer today and I surprised myself when I was thinking about the things that need to be included in communications governance Mm -hmm, and I was mm -hmm. thinking you know just things like stream yeah but also I need videos there for, for, for SharePoint and then need Yammer for messages, then a Teams for messages. And all of a sudden, I realized that there's like seven or eight different communications areas Oh yeah, where you can talk to each other. <laughs> and of course, you know they're there. It's only when you start to think about them. And that's a little bit what your etiquette sessions are all about, aren't they? Yeah, of course, you can say whatever you like on Teams. But is it right to say that? And is mm-hmm. that the right medium to use it in? So yes. I think the etiquette stuff is, is really quite interesting, especially for meetings, I find. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, because you're having an online meeting, and and it's if it's if you're using Skype for Business, if you're using Webex, if you're using whatever, there are just some etiquette rules that you can use just to have a good online meeting, a better it, meetings, I guess. Yes, so it's not really something about the tool. Of course, there are some things in the tool in Microsoft Teams that you can utilize to have a better meeting, but still, it's it's just about a a better way to have online meetings. Okay, so etiquette and etiquette. You did three, I think you said? Yes, there's and, a and third one as well. Just to interrupt again, because I seem to be good at interrupting today. Uh, <laughs> I was doing the unconference ones. These are actually not unconference sessions. They're the 20-minute... These are the 20-minute theatre... theatre sessions, uh, yes. sessions, yes. sessions. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Anna Chu says, I obviously managed to communicate well to the team last week because they know that we're doing over the bub sessions. Yes. Which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds better than a theater session. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Ah, anyway. No, there was a third one as well. Um I read an article uh last uh full few weeks ago um about how you can use um influence style uh for your uh change management. Um and I was really thinking about that for the last 
I've been thinking about that for the last few weeks um, on how we look at um, people on YouTube or on Instagram or on whatever um, and they're just they're just doing their stuff and we think they're heroes like for example like what, what our children are looking at around bottle flip challenges and stuff like that and these people have millions and millions of followers and um, there has to be some way on everyone thinks they're so cool and there must be some way on how we can use that for our own uh, or within our own organization that's for interesting isn't management. It? yeah so and as an influencer <clears throat> mm-hmm. so somebody i guess that people will look up to within the organization yes. will trust yeah. what they yeah are doing and saying and and how they're doing things so I guess it's a kind of leadership qualities that they're looking at. Or is it that they're just good social people and that they well, can communicate well and people like the sound of their voice and they look pretty? Uh, well, no, it's not. Well, they have visibility. That. Visibility, <laughs> I like that. Visibility. Yes. Um, well, the, the article also talks about, yeah, leadership has to do that and leadership has to blah, 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 blah. But they but do to that be, all the time, to be honest, they? Yeah. And... If you're also talking about change management, it, it's always like a project succeed much better if uh, you have someone from your leadership team to actually step forward and say, yes, I believe in this stuff and I think this is right. And then your change management goes so much smoother. But, but to that, be honest, I haven't thing. really met anyone in an organization that says, oh, if my leader says jump from the bridge, then I'll jump from the bridge. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. It's not yeah. that they're actually saying, hey, I've really got something good for you here, and this is what I use all the time. They're actually saying, this is where we're going, so get ready yeah. for it. Yeah. So yeah. even, I guess even if you're, for example, if you're Elon Musk, who is a influencer of the whole planet, I guess. Is but if you're working oh, for God. Tesla, and you have to work every day, you have to work three more hours, and it's a shitty job, and somebody stole your Coca-Cola from the um, from the canteen. Um, from the fridge. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you'll f- f- fuck off whatever he has to say. I don't... I, yeah. this so, job, I might I go don't and know. piss on a, bu- on a packet of peas. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but there was, right, there was a story in the UK. Or, or lick, them, lick on the ice cream uh, buckets. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. exactly that. There was a guy that got uh, filmed inside one of the frozen pea factories. He, he was annoyed. So he pissed all over the production line of peas and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you can imagine it was the... Oh, remind me not to eat peas for the yeah, next probably. few weeks. Okay. But, uh, you know, you can imagine the kind of newspaper it was. It was the headline of the newspaper. Uh-huh. The kind of thing you buy on the side of a stall in New York. Oh, you boy. Know, yeah. With the headlines. So, but that's not really who we're looking for then, isn't it? Is it? And it's no. not either. It's not a champion either, I guess. Because they're not really influencers. They're kind of the link between IT and the business. No, they're the in- internal evangelists, I guess. Yeah. Is though they're an evangelist? Mm. An evangelist is somebody that says how wonderful this product is and how it can change you and, and what you're doing. True. And an influencer is actually trying to influence you in doing something. So that's the end goal is that the rest of the organization or his followers, that they're doing something different. So I think so that is. I think that's blind the end goal. Faith? Is it about blind faith? Does an influencer work those, or is an influencer your friend? 
that you can trust? Well, I think they have to appear as a friend. Well, but they're not they, really. They, no, well, no, <laughs> no. It's 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 like, for example, I'm listening to, for example, Tim Ferriss and Gary Vaynerchuk on as as podcast people all the time, and the way they talk, they made, they sound very approachable. So it, it, it almost sounds like I know these people. So next time I'm waiting in line in the supermarket and uh, this this guy standing in front of me, then I go, hey, yo, what's up, Tim Ferriss? Yo, blah, 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 long time no here. And he will absolutely have no clue who I am, but I know so much about him. Regular so. listeners will now realize that Morena's dropped Tim Ferriss's name into our podcast at least six times in a row now, I think. And I'm not getting any money out of it. No, you're sure. That. No. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, how do, how do we find the influences then? Because you can't Good just question. pop them up. Because I was I was thinking about this earlier. What about I have twenty ambassadors? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If my daughter now bangs her head on the table because she's trying to sneak in to get something out of the office, if she'd have banged her head on the table, I should have that actually would be gone so funny underneath. Yeah. Shouldn't I? That would have been even funny. Seriously, so yeah. I have twenty ambassadors, and I just work with them, showing them stuff and everything else. Mm-hmm. I guess you try and identify the person that is very positive. If I think back to some of the projects we've done together, I could potentially identify a couple of people that we could train up as, or they could become the influencer the influence, yeah. in those organizations. They would be the face of your whole internal marketing campaign. I well, that's that's how I look at it. So you're not just rolling something out and saying, we as a company are going to do this. We as a company are now going to use metadata. We as a company are not going to use folders anymore. We as a company are going to... No, it's like, okay, so I've always been working with my personal uh, file share. And now uh, these guys, they showed me OneDrive and this is so much better. I can now do this and I can now do that. <laughs> and in such a way... I'm sorry, I just had this vision of... You know, the guys on the uh, advertorial channels, you know, selling jewelry and yes. and the latest woodworking tool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why chop your tree down in 14 days when you can do it in 14 minutes with... Is it because I got a tree cutter? Yeah, not quite that either. That's not <laughs> no, really what we'd no, call no. an influencer. No. no. I, I really think there's some credibility. I know we kind of started this conversation off based mm-hmm. upon just something you'd read. And neither of us knew where this is actually going to go. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, because I like to try and be very practical about these kinds of things. So I'm looking for somebody that is going to stay around. Yes. So probably not your 64-year-old IT director. No, probably not. We're back to ageism again. So one thing I'll never, ever be then is <laughs> uh, an influencer. Okay, I get that. Thank you. Good. It's nice. I mean, it's just like some guy that drinks yeah. mm-hmm. whisk, who brings whiskey with no label, and then convinces me that it's something y- special. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which we'll get to later. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Yes. And you can't just sort of go, "Hey, we now have an influence of people." It's going to take time for that person to actually. Okay. That wasn't my dog. Actually, I should perhaps bring the dog in. That was a good bolt of lightning and thunder. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm. Good day for it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Technical troubles, and now you're going to get wet going home. You Did you bring the open top sports car today? Yes. You did? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. No, no. Right. Going back here. So, 
Um, I really am going to have to bin the dog in, aren't I? So yeah. I'll ask my question. How long do you think it takes somebody to become an influencer that you can actively use in your programs? Really good question. Um, of course, it starts off with uh, what kind of person that is to start from. So if they are already authentic and believable and knowledgeable, because of course, if it's going to be somebody from the business, because business doesn't trust IT, um, so then, um, yeah, you have to train them so make, to make sure that they know what they're talking about. Uh, they have to be charismatic, but you can also just weave that in into your whole strategy, I guess. So your whole communication strategy, instead of saying like, hey, we're now going to roll out this, just have this, have a few people with their faces on there, like, we're going to do this. And these are our success stories. And these are the people that you can talk to. So make it very visible, make it very, very tangible. Like, these are the people and these guys have something to say. What happens if you set yourself up with a, an influencer program? Because it all sounds a great idea. I really do quite like this idea. But then you never actually end up with an influencer out of your team. You can't kind of buy... There's a lot of things to think about this, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, in theory, it's a bit like... um, How long does it take a newscaster to become my local newscaster? Or my the weather person, for me to trust what that weather person says... Yeah. On my local yeah. television channel. Yeah. Because you always have that have that that diagram, like you have the, the change diagram. The vent like you diagram. You have on uh, on, on uh, applications as well, where you first you say, okay, maybe, and then it just drops, like, no, no way. And then it starts to build up again, like, yeah, maybe, okay, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I won. So, yeah. It's a good idea, this. It's certainly one that I think we should follow up a little bit more on and, and think through. I try, I hope to do that at Ignite. Yeah. But but still, no, that definitely before that as well. Uh, because it requires people in your organization to actually step up and to have their face recognized as the influencer or the person who is trying to uh, help rolling this out. Do you need to... Uh schedule money for training these people do they actually need to go to how to media training camera and be the media trainee and and all those kinds of things maybe no i guess that those 17 year old youtube stars with uh, 2 million followers they probably don't they probably didn't have that in the beginning but they probably at some point had that but they probably know shit about office 365 no absolutely so they need to have that technical training absolutely Interesting concept, my friend. Great mm-hmm. subject. I'm not sure we've come to any conclusions, but hey, two guys at a bar drinking whiskey. Yeah. Don't need to come to a conclusion. Nope. Because we don't really care. <laughs> it's just uh, part of the conversation. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. All right. <laughs> okay. we're, not, we're not really at a bar. I know for 18 episodes we've fooled you into thinking we're really standing <laughs> at a bar with a whiskey in our hand and just chatting. Yeah, but but this is a kind of example where we start off with a, an idea or a thought in the week and go, hey, let's talk about that in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think this has value. I think this has something to. I've got some workshops running next week and the week after, where we're looking at the whole, uh, you know, drawing down and knocking down the details for the migration and making sure we've got the security in place and mm-hmm. all the other mm-hmm. tools lined up and the connectors and all that. And Mock, of course, are now looking at what they need to get themselves together with um 
So I think it, yeah. they'll probably throw that into the mix and, and sort of see whether that's something they want to rock and roll with and get an opinion from them. But uh, it's certainly mm-hmm. worth considering. Neat. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It, now, because it will it will personalize your whole marketing That game, I, I guess. do like about it. Yeah. I think it does provide a, a, a focus and a, and a face. Yeah. Um, are there any statistics on stream that you can measure how many people are watching stuff and live no. and how many no. people have viewed something? Uh, to sure, be honest, must be some viewed to stuff. be honest, I've, I have been looking a few months ago at uh, uh, at um, a stream and, and some analytics around that, but that is just very poor at the moment. The moment. I really hope that Microsoft will do something extra with that, but at this moment... I also don't see a lot of new special things coming out. No, it's We've still got very the much. live events, but that live events were rolling out on stream and on Yammer and on Teams. Yeah. Which I honestly have no idea why they did that on all three. But no, okay. streams tend to be a bit, you know, it's the storage for the whiskey. It's the, uh, you know, you can just throw your videos in there and you can pull them out whenever you want. It's Yeah, but I... I they could do so much more to become the real, like, in-house YouTube. I haven't got to put something else on user voice now, have I? We've we got some more ideas. <laughs> Did I tell you the last one we had on the podcast? What was the one we had on the podcast? And I said that would be a really good idea. So, the maximum level of folders. The deep. No- yes. Yeah. yes. And somebody else had already done it. Yeah. I linked to it uh, in the show notes. Oh, cool. So, so but there were only three weeks vote. before. I promise I'd not seen it beforehand. So I yeah. went and gave it five of my votes or whatever yeah. the number of votes was. I think that's a really, really good idea. Anyway, I'm getting thirsty. Yes, me too. So, cool. what are we going to do? You've got this sample if you bottle. Open up, if you open up that bottle, I'll talk about what oh, it you're is. you're going to tell the story behind it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, a few months ago, I was in the beautiful country of Scotland at the Isla uh, Islands. And uh, the every year, they have this uh, big whiskey festival. It's called the Fice Isle. Oh, good sound. I think the dog also wants a little bit of whiskey. <laughs> He's cr- oh, yeah. So, um, and uh, what they did uh, was that um, they actually released a new bottle, and it's called a Scarabus. And Scarabus is uh, Old Rock uh, something, or Rocky Place in Old, old Norse language. No, 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 no. These these were tasting bottles, so please feel free to empty empty that out. Um, it is an undisclosed uh, distillery. It's an Isla distillery, of course. Uh, undisclosed which one, which of the nine it is. Um, I don't and believe that. It was uh, <laughs> no mention of an of an age. Um, it is um, bottled by uh, or created by uh, Hunter Lang. Um, Who and they, Hunter Lang then? Well, it's a company that just buys barrels of whiskey and they just do funky stuff with them. Cool. So they have a number of other things. They there are a few companies that do things like that, and they it's it's something that we I guess need to take more looks at because these are people that are not really a distillery, but they're just buying barrels and they're doing interesting extra stuff with it. Yeah. So I yeah, think it's I definitely guess. worthwhile. Uh, looking at that some more. I was looking at the uh, the podcast the other day and about uh, what we do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we said is that we would taste a whiskey that you would struggle to get hold of. 
And I guess this is definitely in that category. This is this is one in the category. Although I have to say, uh, so it was released at Fais Isla. Um, what is that? That's the whiskey festival in the Isla uh, okay. Island. Was you there um, for the festival? No, well, we were just a few weeks too late, but that's yeah. okay. And then they uh, had it for sale in the new Ardnaho Distillery. So Ardnaho is a distillery that opened up. Uh, that started production in March of 2019. And um, so they have been uh, distilling whiskey already or distilling distilling spirit. Uh, but of course, the first uh, whiskey will not come out in uh, the next uh, uh, few years. Um, they uh, had these, uh, you, c- you can buy these uh, there. Uh, but since, I guess... Um, few weeks ago so beginning of august or something there um the bottles are uh, available and worldwide. it's called scarabus scarabus yeah. it's it's not very expensive whiskey it's on the cheaper side so you'll pay around 40 euros uh, 40 45 it's a blend, euros presumably it's a blend of malts it should be a single malt single malt yeah well any single malt is still a blend of malts but, yes but it's a single malt yes yeah cool well, I can tell you, it smells delicious. Well, it should have that typical uh, Isla kick, uh, of course. Um, so this is this is Pete from the sea again. Yes, <laughs> it's the sea sea Pete. <laughs> yes, but it's not got the Lagavulin peatiness. No, it doesn't. No, no, so it's not a Lagavulin. Well, distillery. that it is. That is one of the big questions. So, which distillery did it? Uh, yeah, so take? you didn't touch and on that a little bit. So this is. So they bought the whiskey from an island distillery. They bought a few barrels. And then they They're not going to say who made them and what kind of barrels they were. Well, they were and they're contracted not to say that rather than... Quite cool, they've turned it into a positive. No, we're not going to tell you. Well, they're, they're trying to be all mysterious and, so, and yeah. stuff. So that is also one of the things uh, that they that they try to do with the whole label. It has a, a Lafrague smokiness about it, not a... Mm-hmm. Well, you have that typical, that very typical um, Isla smell, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we'll give it a taste. Yes. Grab a taste. Because the the nose is pretty. Yes, I'm. It's I'm looking at your face again, lighting up. Charcoal on the back yeah. of the throat. That so the nose. The nose is pretty bland. It's pretty like typical Isla. Um, but when nice. you yeah, but when you take a sip, it actually opens up a r- big palette of all kinds of flavors. It's yes. and you can still taste burnt charcoal on the aftertaste for a long, long time, and it kind of explodes. It absolutely does, yeah. yeah. Wow. I didn't know how I was going to deal with this because I didn't know what mm-hmm. you were bringing me. No. And to be honest, um, we also bought uh, a few weeks ago, we also bought uh, a- another um, typical, well, Isla whiskey that was, well, the name was Finlagen. Um, and it's also, it's not a real distillery, but it's, Something that they've thrown together and some kind of blend of Isla distillery whiskeys. 
And what we found was that the taste, the aftertaste went down very fast. And it wasn't a very complex whiskey uh, to taste. This, I think, the nose is very, very, it, it, the nose fools you. It um, does. Because it will just give you like, it's just this Isla, Isla um, thing. And then you taste it and it just opens up with that caramel, the um, vanilla. Um, yeah. I think I like the nose. I think the nose is an appetizer for what's going to come in the aftertaste. I think, as I said, it's for me, it's a more a Lafrague peatiness. And and then it gets the back of your throat, and the smoke hits you quite heavily. For example, I don't get any. T- I just get the t- smokiness. I mean, I really mm-hmm. really love the smoke. Mm-hmm. But it's not a winter whiskey. It it's not. It doesn't have the depth. No. Again, it's got the wit, but not the depth. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah. But I just think it's so amazing that the. Uh, the nose and the taste is so different. Because most of the time when you smell a whiskey, you kind of know what it's kind of going to be. And this one is just, this fools you completely. Yeah. There's a, a dark fruitiness about it, mm-hmm. almost licorice on the, the before the aftertaste, just as on the back of the tongue. Certainly on the second or third taste, not on the initial taste. The first taste, as you saw, it was it kind of blew me, but it blew you. Yeah, I guess okay. this was good whiskey. Okay, you, you pay extra for that. Nice. Yeah. And I'm kind of looking up for the uh, some um, official uh, tasting notes. We had a whiskey a few weeks ago that was enormously chewable. Yes. This. This takes it to a new level. The aftertaste does go on a little bit, and it's consistent, and it's like breathing smoke at a barbecue. It's really yeah. yeah. And all of these things don't sound very pleasant either. No, um, and even I have to say the the official taste notes also mention stewed rhubarb, which again, to me also doesn't. No, doesn't sound very appealing. But, but that's where the bitterness comes from. That's what yes. they're trying to get to yes. here because rhubarb you cover in sugar if you want to eat it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Well, there you so, go. So, again, I'm going to ask you what it was called. Scarab- Scarabus. Scarabus, yes. which is Norse for lonely place. Something, yeah. Hard rock. Hard place. rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hard Something rock like in that. Isla. Yeah. Scarabus. Well, there you go, folks. We said we'd bring you whiskey that is uh, rare. So if you see it, it's got a very intricate label. I was reading something yes. about this earlier yeah. when we yeah. were pulling up some of the notes before mm. I kind of had to reboot my machine because it was uh, running out of something. Uh, but uh, yes, it's got a, a very sort of Scottish, gothic kind of... A typical Isla. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go to the Isla at some point. I can just feel it. Yes. You, yeah, I can just recommend that to maybe, everyone. Maybe the podcast needs to go to the Whiskey Festival next year on Isla. I think we do. Yeah, I think so. Another planned trip. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's been an interesting podcast. I'm not sure what to round up here because I'm still tasting smoke, which is really very cool. Um, but this concept... I think it's an interesting concept to follow up the idea of taking the that influence, influence uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and and we are seeing more influencers pick things up 
in our community on Twitter and on oh, Instagram. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Office, Office 365 community, they, they, we have a bunch of influencers. We, we have Joanne Klein that we talked about yes. a few times. We have uh, Tracy in South Africa. Yeah. Um, absolutely. We've got Louise Fraser as well. My f- um, favorite guy from the company with the red glasses that I don't particularly want to mention the company, but he's constantly there and his name's gone past. And also the other guy from uh, Sharegate, which I also won't mention. Um, yeah. With the beard. Ben. 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 Yarlan. Yeah. Ben. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. The, 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 so yeah. We, we definitely have our own rock stars in our own community, the people that we look up the to. Influencers. Yeah. So as an influencer, if you become an influencer, you stand a chance of getting a really good job. I guess so, yeah. People get to know you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Nice subject. Nice subject. Yeah. Cool. From champions to influencers, there's a target for you to yeah. uh, to get to. And I guess if you get a good influencer that can actually take the organization through the change, the whole change process becomes easier. So you put all the That's work the whole idea, yeah. front. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. And then we finished off with a very smoky, very chewable, uh, interesting whiskey that nobody knows where yeah. it came from. Scarabus. Yeah. I think this was a successful podcast. Cool. All right. So, Steve Dolber here. Uh, Sai Steve on Twitter. Hoping that you've really, really enjoyed this. Uh, Morena's got to go home in the thunderstorm and rain, which is raging outside the office. He but we care. still have a little bit of scarabus left, so I, I might be tempted to just stay for half an hour later. Uh, there's always no. a sofa, my friend. Yeah. There's always a sofa. And uh, so, yeah, so it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me as well. So, cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Yo. Bye. Bye.